0: Here's a lotus again at Anderson's podcast, and it's the fourteenth of October, two thousand twenty-one. The time is nineteen twenty-three, and it is Thursday. And the question of today is: Is our soil contaminated? Meaning, of course, is our soil, the earth that we are standing on, contaminated? And this, of course, has a double meaning. Because is the things that we occupy our mind with, the things that we tend to focus on and spend a lot of time on, is this poisonous to us? Have we started poisoning our mind? You could also say that this flower that I have a picture of right now, that you can see, It's a very beautiful flower. It has something to do with the creation, of course. This has been created, I believe, into something beautiful. But you would also say that if this flower uh, was growing in soil that was contaminated, that was poisonous to it, it would not really look like a beautiful flower anymore. So, the question is, are we as humans standing in soil that is contaminated, that is not beneficial for us, that is not allowing us to grow into a proper human being? And what I mean by that is, we spend a lot of time on the news, on the dead screen that we call our dearest friend, or we have, <clears throat> as a dear friend, because we spent so many hours on it. Is this contaminated our mind? Has this in any way molded our mind in a direction that is not going to allow us to feel truly loved and cared for, to have true kindness in our lives? Well, we have to analyze it, of course, first you if you are going to see if this soil to this flower is contaminated you have to bring it to a test facility and they can determine if it is poisonous or not for this flower. Now we can also do this by what we occupy our mind with and I've told this many times that we human beings we tend to eat from a garbage can And this has uh, poisoned our mind into believing that good is evil, and evil is good. What I mean by that is, I determine, of course, my own garbage can, and I determine it like this, that it is filled with violent video games, violent movies, movies who portray people's bad behaviors, or something that you can allow yourself to be entertained by. Also the social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and also the fake media that constantly tells you lies about what to fear and tells you the solutions to your fears, is from the garbage can, is part of this polluted soil that you are currently standing on, that you are currently receiving nutrients from. And of course not a lot of people are thinking about this, they're not really thinking about what they occupy their mind with have such a great impact on how they feel as humans. Do they feel happy and content with life? Are they really smiling inside of themselves? Are they really reaching their full potential as beautiful human beings that can show everlasting love and kindness? Well, not with the current situation, not with the current soil that is polluted by this uh, garbage. I would say you could disagree, of course, but I would highly suggest that if you change not only the soil, but also the nutrients, it should be of the utmost highest standard, because this is your body, but also your mind, that is at stake here. So what you can do is start analyzing, of course, and start weaving out or mowing out all the bad things that could have a bad impact on your mind. And once you do this, you realize that there is a lot of garbage out there. There is a lot of things that has to do with bad human personality traits personality traits that is not going to allow you to be happy and content with life is not going to fulfill you with hopes for uh, humanity because maybe humanity shows you the bad sides of humanity and then you <laughs> lose hope and faith in them. But This has something also to do with what you occupy your mind with. So if you just simply say no to this, say no to occupying your mind with it and go over and occupy your mind with people who uh, truly show love and care and kindness for other human beings. It could be self-help books. It could be human beings that truly want you to strive and truly want you to have happiness and love and kindness in your life. And these people, you can you can feel that they truly are humans that radiate love and kindness. And these are the people that you want in your life in order for you also to have good nutrients, good soil uh, to your mind so that you also feed your mind with something that can uplift you and something that can help you becoming an even more content human being that is in contact with the true inner core of us humans, which is love and kindness, but also in contact with our Creator, Jehovah God, the Almighty One. Because this is also up to us. We can also decide if we want to tune into his radio station or if we want to be put in his soil, so to speak. And his soil is filled with loving kindness, people who also show loving kindness, people who are there for each other at a more profound and deeper level than we have ever experienced in life. We have not even been been presented with this idea before that perhaps we should uh, change our focus uh, and always by always looking at the bad things in humans and try to change our view and look at the beauty in us humans. Our ability to show love and kindness should always be on our mind We should always try to show this in action, of course. And of course, when you do this, when you truly try to show your loving kindness, your attention to other human beings, they sense that, they feel that you are a human that uh, truly are in contact with your inner core, which is loving kindness, and you are trying to get it out into the world, so to speak, into your not only emotions, but also making it a part of being a human being. And this can be a bit uh, difficult at first, of course, because we think what I talked about uh, in the beginning, we have changed uh, good for evil and evil for good. We have basically said that this is okay to watch violent video games, violent movies, movies who show people torturing and killing each other. This is fine and dandy. Well, (laughs) we cannot really fool ourselves into believing this because we cannot fool our inner core. And of course we cannot fool Jehovah God, the Almighty One, the (laughs) Creator. So, so, we can only basically think that we fool each other or think that we fool ourselves into believing that this is something that is going to benefit us at all as humans. Well, I can say it for a fact that it is not going to benefit us at all because looking at violent movies only produces violent thoughts in us. It's basic knowledge, of course. If I read a book of the Dalai Lama or any other human being that is trying to get me to think in a more loving and caring and kind way, then it is more probable that I'm going to think like him than if I'm thinking about violent video games or violent movies or using a lot of time on it, that I'm going to think about showing love and kindness, because it is not in it. The entertainment that is in violent video games or violent movies, it is not in there. There's no love and kindness in it of, at all. But we have fooled ourselves and tricked ourselves into believing that occupying many, many hours of our life to it is going to benefit us at all, mind-wise, of course. So our bad thoughts come from somewhere. And when we start analyzing it, we tend to, I hope so, figure out that we should say no to it. There's no need really for us to use so many hours on these bad human personality traits. Of course, you can also say that if you travel the world, it is not very likely that you are going to meet a very violent person that is uh, going to kill and murder you. So that also means that if you use many, many hours on violent video games or violent movies or even looking at the news, then you get a sense or feeling that the world is a very bad place to be at. So when it turns out that it is really not a bad place to be at, then you are confused as a human being because you have basically you have basically polluted your soil so much so that you tend to believe the poison that you are feeding yourself. But when you get rid of the poison and can and start to get into the more positive mindset of us humans, you will say you will see that it is going to be much easier for you to show, especially yourself, the love and care and kindness that you deserve. And of course, also when you meditate, that I would highly recommend you do, you also get into a mindset of truly believing in yourself, but also getting in contact with your inner voice. Of course, at first it's going to be this negative inner voice that is constantly telling you bad things about yourself and others, but when you keep on meditating every day, then you can also get in contact with your more beautiful voice, this voice that is constantly telling you that you are a loving and caring and kind person, that you deserve your own love and kindness, but also especially the love and kindness from others. And when you start this self-development, uh, when you start really paying attention uh, to what you put in your soil, what you put in your mind, I will guarantee you that you are going to view life at a more beautiful level. It is going to open up possibilities to you. It is going to open up possibilities of you meeting other like-minded people that also wants you and the rest of us to show this kind of mutual understanding of uh, loving-kindness to each other. It starts with ourselves, of course. And it starts with mowing out our weed, but also the bad things that we put in our soil. And of course, it takes a little bit of a time to get the poison out of the body, so to speak. And of course, this um, detoxification can also make us a bit sick. It is like you know, um, a junkie that has been addicted to a very bad drug for a long time, if you take that drug away from that person, he is going to have withdrawal or setbacks. It's not going to be the most pleasant week or two for this person. But when the poison is clear out of the body, then you have a revelation of profound beauty in yourself but also in other human beings. But it's only when you really start this journey, when you really are familiar and notice what you put through your eyes and ears, what you basically spend your time on. When you ask the questions, is this uh, not very good for my soil?, is this something that can pollute me, pollute my mind into thinking bad thoughts about myself and others? If it is so, and if you conclude this, you have to get rid of it and say no to it. This is also why in my podcast I say many times, the biggest thing that you can learn from my podcast is the ability to say no. To say no to things that you know is not going to benefit you at all. And of course this is a learning curve. I cannot simply just snap my fingers and then you are cured for this. Uh, And perhaps you are not even aware of the fact that you are basically standing in soil that is poisonous. Perhaps you are living your life thinking that you are actually standing in good soil Soil that is filled with love and kindness, when it really is not. So start analyzing what you put through your eyes and ears, especially when it has to do with the bad human personality traits. But it, it, because it does not only have to do with violent violence and torture and something like that. It's very bad, of course. Humans to occupy your mind with. But it could also be jealousy. It could also be talking badly about other human beings behind their back. It could be thinking about plans for you to hurt another human being emotionally, for example. It could be the way you talk to not, it's, very, it's not really talking, but it is texting, texting each other. The way you text, the way you express yourself as a human being, it could be that you are expressing yourself in a very bad and negative way that not only have a bad and negative impact on yourself, but also the person that receives it. So if you are not willing to say to yourself that this is bad for me, well, then you are not really willing to go through this uh, detoxification. And then then I can really not help you and my podcast is not going to benefit you at all. You can just simply uh, turn this off and go back to whatever entertainment that you were currently entertaining yourself with. But for the rest of you who truly wants to better themselves as humans, as I also want, I also want to figure life out, so to speak. Because I know that we human beings, all 7.8 billion of us, we come from the same place. We come from again a sperm cell, which comes from again a sperm cell, which comes from again a sperm cell, and so forth and so on. That means that we come from something that you could place in the head of a top of a needle, but you could also place that in the head of a top of a needle, that's our father and mother, but you could also place that in the head of a top of a needle, that's our grandfather and grandmother, and so forth and so on. So that I see as pretty intelligent made, therefore I believe that there is an intelligent creator behind it all, behind the universe, behind all the stars, and all the beauty in nature. And I believe his name is Jehovah God, the Almighty One, and you and me have a free pass, we basically have a channel that we can basically return to him we can close our eyes and pray to Him in the name of Jesus Christ so that we recognize the greatest sacrifice of them all, mainly the sacrifice of Jesus Christ and His resurrection. Because this is what we are getting part in when we die, we all get a resurrection. The question is, of course, which, which resurrection do we really want to have? I believe that if we truly work as human beings to better our personalities, to better the way we think about ourselves and others, then we're going to have a much more pleasant resurrection than people, than people that are occupying their mind with garbage from the garbage can. This is only just my opinion, of course, but I believe that in order for you and me to stay close or have a close relationship with Jehovah God, we need to focus on the personality trait that he likes in a human. He loves to see humans show love and compassion and kindness to each other. He showed this when he put forward Jesus Christ on earth. He showed that the way to go was like the Merciful Samaritan, that we had to have a mind like the Merciful Samaritan in order for us to stay close and have a close relationship with Jehovah God. But in that process, we should also say no to garbage from the garbage can. Things that can occupy our mind and that can pull us away from having a relationship with Jehovah God. So it's very important that we not only analyze our mind, what we occupy our mind with, but also our thoughts and ideas. And we do this through the meditation, but also the way we speak to each other. Are we truly analyzing our emotions that comes before our thoughts and perhaps also our speech, so that our speech is not Emotionally charged in a negative direction, meaning that we are not going to um, be hurting other human beings uh, intentionally, of course, with an intent to hurt another human being. This is not going to benefit ourselves and especially the person that is receiving this garbage that comes out from our mouth. So we should also be aware of the fact that negative speech, bad speech, has also something to do with with how we are deep inside ourselves. It could be like rotten, rotten, dead fish that comes out of our mouth, And of course, not a lot of people will find this pleasing. But we can have standed in this poisonous soil soil for so many years that we can actually say to ourselves that this person that is talking uh, with this very rotten fish coming out of their mouth, that this is something good and wholesome that we can listen to this is because we are not basically willing to say to ourselves that we are standing at a very bad bad place and of course there has been some things in the past that have shown us this in germany for example there was millions and millions of people who followed this idiot that was standing before a microphone with a serious or silly mustache. So how come so many people were emotionally involved with this garbage from the garbage can? Because people have a tendency to want someone to rule over them. Not Jehovah God, of course, because no, 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 they do not want an invisible force to basically tell them what to do. They want to have a person tell them what to do. They want to have a government who tells them what to do. They want to have police and military that tells them what to do. And the people who are refusing to obey, they are simply just put in camps, And of course, this is also going to be happening in the future because of people always saying yes to their government regardless of the truth staring them in the face that they are basically have been occupied by a dictator that wants to not only rule over them but also wants to put them in camps, wants to make them poor and dependent upon their government. So trusting other human beings, well, of course, when you are standing in good soil, then you have also learned yourself that there is also bad company out there. And if you tend to make them your friends, well, then you are going to have a very bad experience. You're basically allowing them to uh, to put poison in your soil. And of course, when you start this journey and you realize that there's not a lot of people out there that have started this journey, then you also realize that there are a lot of bad humans out there that are not so pleasant, that are not thinking and caring about others besides themselves, that are basically standing in poison soil, and if you get too close to them, if you get too much of a friendship with them, you're basically also getting too close to something that can poison your mind. So this is something that we also have to take into consideration, because we are not living in paradise. We are not living with human beings that are meditating all the time about showing love and compassion and kindness to each other. This is basically not uh, the way of uh, the Mongols, you could say, or uh, the, the the basic of, um, you could say that, which, which country would you be like or would you like to be part of? Uh, would you like to be part of the Roman Empire or would you like to be uh, part of uh, the Buddhist Empire? Because they were coexisting. I would highly suggest that in my case, I would much prefer to be part of the Buddhist societies where they meditated about showing love and compassion and kindness to each other, and they showed their love and compassion and kindness into action. It was a much more harmonious society. It was a society filled with loving and caring and kind humans that wanted other people to have a happy and good life, because it also reflected or went back to themselves they wanted other people to have beautiful decent soil to stand on because then when they occupied their mind with each other when they talked to each other it was not uh, you were not standing too close to poisonous soil but you were standing close to good decent soil that you could also benefit from and they were also standing close to you, which also had beautiful, decent soil, and they could be affected in a positive way uh, for, from you, of course. So, of course, the things that I'm trying to explain to you is a bit wishy-washy because not a lot of people have tried to explain this before me. Yes, there have been a lot of people who have been making self-help books, that have tried as good as they can to explain the benefits of showing yourself love and kindness, but also showing others love and kindness and the way to do it also. So I would highly suggest that you also start this journey. You can start today simply just shutting off your television or shutting off your cell phone and simply just start meditating. See what goes on inside yourself. See what thoughts and ideas come about when you turn off all the clutter that comes from outside. And then you will realize that perhaps what you have occupied your mind with has not been so pleasant. And now you can change your mind. You can change the way you occupy your mind. Then you can start by searching for self-help books, searching for other human beings that want the same thing in life that you and I do. And when you occupy your mind with other people who have a positive outlook on life, you are going to be affected in a positive way. Your thoughts are going to be affected. And when you keep on meditating, you will realize that your mind is changing to the better. You are basically pushing out or basically changing the poisonous soil that you were standing in and removing it and changing it for something better. So, what you occupy your mind with is of the utmost importance. So, let's just occupy our mind with something wholesome. Let's just uh, take, like, uh, for example, we can just go here and take this one right here. And let's just read out loud from the dream book. It says here, must-haves and deal-breakers. Must-haves are non-negotiable traits we want in a partner, as well as factors in our lifestyle that we simply will not do without. Although we will uh, compromise on a lot of things, must-haves are the things that simply have to be there, because they are so important to who we are and what kind of life we want. Deal-breakers are the things that makes it impossible to have a relationship. For many, Infidelity is a deal-breaker, although for some it deepens on the context and the emotional component. It is important to be clear on a deep level about what you must have in a relationship and what you consider a deal-breaker. Although you probably already have a good idea about this, your deeper wisdom can show you, through your dreams and intuitive signals, that there is even more to learn about your feelings, feelings in this regard. Sometimes a bad experience in the past can make you wary of love. But if you receive what happens in terms of your relationship needs and what they reveal about what you must have and what you wish to avoid, you will be far more likely to find and enjoy the rewarding relationship you deserve. We learn through experience that what we wish for can turn out to be an emotional dead end, and what we thought was moderately important, may be something we cannot do without. Your heart's instant messages. I often hear clients complain about their choice of partner, only then to reverse themselves and say it is not really so bad, or that they should consider themselves lucky to be in a relationship. This habitual reversal of direction in conversation can be a sign that you are not listening to what the must-haves and deal-breakers are for you. In your dreams, however, they are flashes of brilliant sanity, like instant messages from your heart that depicts what is really going on and often illuminates the path to happiness. Let's look at a few of these situations. Mia is a woman in her forties who had a dream about getting sterilized. In her dream, she was back with her ex-lover, who did not want any children. She was upset by this, but did not want to make it his problem. So she thought to be a tubal ligation ling- procedure from her doctor. In her dream, her doctor asked uh, her if her, uh, if her lover might consider a vasectomy, but Mia said that he refused to consider it. She preferred to take on the more involved tubal linguistic procedure, even though she was not in her own mind. Absolutely sure she never wanted children. She simply wanted to prevent conflict with her lover, and in the dream this seemed more important to her than her own feelings about the possibilities of having a child. This dream understandably upset Mia. She did not think that she would make the same decisions in waking life that she had had made in this dream, and she was no longer in a relationship with the selfish man from the past. However, when we asked the following two questions we discovered the dream had a great deal of realistic advice for her. Number one, what does this dream show about what you want and need in a love in a love relationship? And number two, what does this dream reveal about what you want to avoid, including your own patterns in a romantic relationships? These questions allowed Mia to step back from defending her dream actions and from arguing that she would never be involved with that particular mannequin. She could immediately see that the dream held a relevant warning for her about her own tendency to bargain for love by making sacrifices that violated her own emotional nature. In the dream, she was willing to let go of her hopes for the future children and to end her ability to build a new life by having children. In effect, this dream showed that Mia might be willing to make compromises that were too costly, too important, and too permanent in return for the attention of someone who did not truly love her. Although Mia had this dream when she was between relationships, it arose with startling pain and haunted her. She said that what she must have in a relationship is someone who truly cares for her, not someone who is going uh, sorry, not someone who is doing her a favor by being with her. This simple truth gave her a sense of peace and power about her future. The thing that she must avoid and be watchful of is her tendency to try to please, to make huge sacrifices, and to abandon the things that are most central to her own heart. As she continues to digest these messages from her deeper mind, she feels that she is preparing for the love in the future. So you see, dreams have a tendency to show us something deeply and profoundly that we can learn from. In this case, of course, basically it was very vivid dream but also a very disturbing one but it showed her that she had started to compromise what she truly wanted out of the relationship just in order to be in this relationship and of course she quickly got out of this relationship because it was basically going nowhere she was not really having her her expectations met about what she wanted out of the relationship. And of course, this can also be true in other aspects of our lives. And we should be very careful and very observing about what our dreams are truly trying to tell us. because it can have a very important message that we need to take into consideration in order for us to have a more fulfilling and prosperous life. Now we come to the gag order. Dreams tends to make the invisible contract between people visible through imagery. Tammy dreamed often that she was wearing a gag, she would be going about her household chores in an ordinary fashion, unaware that she was wearing it. She would watch herself doing things, and when she awoke, she would wonder why she had seemed to be unaware that she was gagged. She was a rather quiet woman, and she suspected this imagery was referring to her quiet, man- quiet manner. In one of her dreams, though, she saw that her mouth had actually been stapled shut with heavy staples from a stable gun she was involved with a home builder and she knew then that the gag dream were related to their relationship and to the degree to which her voice and expressions were not welcomed in it she and her partner had an unspoken agreement that she was there for him but he was not interested in her thoughts and he certainly did not want her to speak them not surprisingly tammy's early life had contributed to her quiet manner. She was expected to be seen and not heard as a child, and to assume a supportive role without much personal expression. Quiet people seem to attract friends and lovers who interrupt them when they try to speak, and she was no, thrif- no different. Throughout her life people frequently cut her off when she tried to express herself. The issue of expressing is one of, that is central to her life story. Tammy has moved on from the relationship in which she felt gagged, and as she considers partners now, she keeps her need for expression in the forefront of her awareness. Before this chapter in her life, she would have said that she was someone who did not need to talk very much. Now she describes herself as someone who loves to share and express, but who also is capable of enjoying quiet and listening. For her, room for expression is a must-have in a relationship, and a partner who does not welcome her voice is a deal-breaker. So, of course, this could also have something to do with what we have in our past, that perhaps we feel that we are not listened to, that we are really not heard, that we are constantly, constantly being interrupted, and that People are not really listening to us, people are simply just being there for their own sake or talking uh, to themselves basically, not really listening, but only want other people to listen to them. Now we come to the man in the mirror. Ellie was struggling with her relationship. She frequently dreamed that she and her partner were searching for somewhere to make love but could not find the right location. They would be interrupted, or there would be no private corner they where they could go, or they simply would be or there simply would be some factor in the environment that made it impossible for them to lie down one night. She dreamed that they were near a beach at the ocean, and that she was trying to find some romantic but not uh, too sandy spot for them to make love. She glanced at her partner admirably as he was very handsome and reached for his hands. He didn't take her hand, though, as he never noticed it. He was busy looking at himself in a hand mirror he was holding in front of him as they walked, turning his head slightly to admire his profile. She turned away, looking first at the seashore and then down the path she had been uh, taking to search for a romantic spot. Ellie had been devoting herself to her partner, was very happy with her devotion he was a somewhat famous celebrity who was a nice person but his focus was always on himself and his public image the unspoken contract was that he would love himself she would love him and he would allow her to love him she had not constantly thought about this as the deal but her dream at the beach showed that this was why she felt so depressed in the relationship even though her friends invited sorry envied her and everybody through uh, everybody though he was a great guy sorry and everybody thought he was a great guy he was a great guy but he was in love with himself not her in the dream she was reaching out to him but he was oblivious, admiring himself. Dreams are often said uh, at the seashore when he have reached the end of one chapter and are opening up to something new. Ellie's dreams ended as she looked at the open sea and the horizon, which suggested a new chapter, and she looked at the path of continued struggle to find a way that they could be together. She was at a turning point. The message from her heart was simple. This is a man who is not ready to look beyond himself at this point in his life. Every time Ellie felt disappointed in him, she told herself not to be selfish. But the dreaming mind lives beyond the censored censored reach, and it lobbied a message over the fence to her. She did not instantly break up with her partner, but she settled into her truth, allowing herself the luxury of acknowledging how she really felt. Over time, they mutually agreed that they were not happy together and ended their relationship smoothly. The man in the mirrored dream helped her to realize that she needed to be an equal partner in a relationship – that not being one is a deal-breaker for her and that she is entitled to be the beloved one as well as the one who loves. Yeah. So the question is, can our dreams tell us something, and not only about ourselves but also about our relationships but also about relationship with other human beings that are not our lover or partner? Can we see the forest for the trees, so to speak? Is our dreams really telling us something that we need to (laughs) pay close attention to? Because it could be possible that we could learn something from our dreams, and of course this is just a couple of examples. There's a lot of examples in this uh, dream book. It is also, let me just... Uh, tell you the title. It is called The Complete Dream Book of Love and Relationships and it is from the pdfdrive.com you can download it there for free for yourself so it says here on the subtitle discover what your dreams and intuition reveals about you and your love life and I will also highly suggest that you also uh, download it for yourself and read it Uh, and also use um, some of these um, revelations in your own life, of course. So now we have come to Seven Brothers, but this is, of course, for a different podcast because we have almost reached uh, the hour now. So in conclusion, can we human beings benefit from other human beings that have something... Uh, to say to us that we can use in our own life? I I think so. I think that, and of course I hope, that what I have been talking about the last hour or so, and also been reading out loud, that there was at least something that you could use in your life to benefit your life, maybe even your close relations with other human beings. So I hope that you show loving kindness to each other I hope that you try as good as you can to find ways in order for you to show even more love and kindness to yourself and others, that you can see opportunities in your life that is going to benefit yourself and others. Of course, also when it comes to who we are as a human being, that we should be aware of the fact that we can improve our personalities for the better. And I will also try to do this for myself so that I, every day, try to improve the way I'm, I'm acting as a human. The way I talk and think about myself and others should be of the utmost high It should be profound and in a loving and caring and kind way I try as good as I can to create a beautiful and good atmosphere around myself and I also hope that you will do the same. So this is Kenneth Anderson signing off. It is the 14th of October 2021. The time is 2023 and it is Thursday. Bye.